I'm Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to the Two Star Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode four of the Two Star Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Graham. And this week, um, I'd like to start with a quick update uh, about Mel and Martina. Mm. I did some investigating, and as far as I can tell, their album has not charted in the top 40 in the UK. Oh dear. Um, I did have some extensive searching on the official chart website and was unable to find any reference of them or their album, um, which suggests that it hasn't charted high enough to be recorded. Or maybe too high, and uh, they wanted to give everybody else a chance. That's true. There may be a new website just for their (laughs) album. Just for uh, stars of 90s TV entertainment. But yeah, and there have been no further updates on their Facebook page since the announcement of the album release on the 21st of July. Oh dear. So, yeah, it doesn't... I mean, they said it was selling well, but obviously not well enough to... No. To, to make it into the top 40. You kind of get the impression that they would say that. Well, yeah, you're not going to You're not going to advertise your album selling really badly. Um, but you just keep quiet if it wasn't doing well. It seems, it seems a little odd to lie about it. Yeah, which is pretty much what they're doing, so busted. So that's a little disappointing, but not entirely unexpected uh, when you look at how they're having to compete with. If they had sent us a free review copy like they promised, well, said they might, then I think uh, the boost in sales we would have given them, I think, would probably have sorted that out. They would have charted. Yeah, but, I mean, right now they're having to compete with such luminaries as Ed Sheeran, Sam Smith. Who? Twin Atlantic. Maybe that's them. Maybe they changed the name. Ah, yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Getting some of those uh, confusion sales. <laughs> to be fair, you then got like Dolly Parton, who, you know, been around for a bit. Did Mel and Martina not play at Glastonbury? I don't believe so. Uh, I definitely were main stage anyway. Oh, right. We might have been one of the uh, like indie tents. Well, I suppose they would be, wouldn't they? Um, so yes, sadly, it looks like the comeback is not real. Hmm. Well, and I wouldn't, I won't waste any more of my time on those losers then. Fair enough. Uh, let's move on. Um, I have a, a I found a quiz um, that I think you should complete. Um, okay. It is from the Get Safe Online website, which has been set up to help members of the United Kingdom uh, stay safe while on the internet, because as we all know, it's full of dangerous people. Like me? Yes. Um, who are just waiting to steal all of your information and then transfer all of the money out of your bank account into theirs and like install loads of pornography on your PC. It was definitely some spyware and not you. So is this, uh, is, is this quiz to see if I'm a wrong one? Uh, no, this is to see if you can, can manage to stay safe online. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I'm going to have to skip a couple of questions because they're visual, um, but, but we'll, we'll do the wordy ones and we'll see how well you uh, you will stay safe online and whether or not you'll give me your credit card details on the podcast right now. Question one. Which of the following passwords is the most secure? Right. Password, well, in that case, Arsenal with a capital A or F002 capital B-A-L-L? <laughs> okay. Well, none of them are brilliant. No, they're all pretty shit, frankly. You'll, you'll find a pattern in this quiz. I'll go with the slightly obfuscated football, which if uh, the two threw me, I would, I would expect a seven there. Correct. 
for a two ball is yeah. the most secure password because it has a mix of letters and numbers. By using numbers like zero uh, for O or five for S, make strong passwords like this easier to remember and also make them much weaker as passwords. Um, okay, how can you tell if an email is a fake or phishing email sent to trick you into giving away personal information? A, the from address looks suspicious. B, it asks you to do something you wouldn't ordinarily do, such as respond with your username, full password, or credit card details. Or C, you weren't expecting an email from the company that sent it. Well, so what? The, if the from looked suspicious, how suspicious are we talking? Like, it just says the from address looks suspicious. Putin at Kremlin.gov.ru or something. Presumably, it's it's somewhat non-specific. The picture that accompanies this is a. For some reason, a US $10 bill on the end of a fishing hook. Right, wonderful. I obviously couldn't find a stock image of a fiver on a fishing hook. I forgot on the options. What were they? Uh, the fraud just looks suspicious. It asks you to do something you wouldn't ordinarily do. You weren't expecting an email from that company. Something I wouldn't ordinarily do, like buy a penis enlargement kit? That kind of thing, yes. Okay. I would say D, all of the above. Well, you're probably right, but the correct answer is B. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Any email that asks you to log into your bank or eBay account or ask for other personal information, such as a password or PIN, is likely to be a pattern. <laughs> okay, interesting turn of phrase. Uh, read more about criminal websites and fake emails. Let's not. Nah. Which of these is a telltale sign that a website isn't real and is in fact designed to trick you into giving away your private information? Now, just to clarify here, when they say it isn't real, I presume <laughs> it does actually exist. It's just not the one you think it is. If you're a delusional and believe in imaginary websites. <laughs> okay, so A, the website address looks unusual. B, it looks less professional than you might expect. Right. C, it's impossible for most people to spot a well-designed fake website. I would go with C. I think it is completely impossible. It is utterly impossible and not really obvious most of the time. Yeah, the human eye can't... Uh, can't because they could they can put pictures in them these days yeah. so like they could go on to NatWest and they could click save as on the picture of the NatWest uh pic, whatever the symbol is and they can copy that into the internet and then that can go on another website it's a fucking minefield yeah so it's it's you, you it's impossible to tell you should never use any website because it's probably fake and trying to steal your information it's the only way to guarantee your safety online is to not go online but even then, what if people are hacking into, because uh, computers are online, what if somebody's installed a 3G dongle on your laptop without you knowing, and you take it offline, but it's still secretly online? The only solution is to take your computer, submerge it in concrete, hmm. and then dump it off the end of a pier. But what if uh, the pier's got Wi-Fi? Ah, oh, shit, you need to wipe the hard drive first, because otherwise someone might get the concreted PC out of the sea, break the concrete apart, and get access to your information. I'm too deep into computers to get out now. It's, it sounds like more hassle. I'll just let people steal my identities. Right, A. Okay. What was it? I've forgotten the options. I don't care. A. <laughs> it was B. And I, no, C. It was, it's impossible. Like you said, it is impossible. That? <laughs> it is impossible for most people to tell. That was the genuine answer, was it? Yes. It's, it's impossible for simpletons to tell by looking in the address bar. and. Or anything, I told you this was not a great quiz. Christ on a bike. Okay, fine. Onto wireless. 
How should you protect your wireless network from eavesdroppers and possible freeloaders? Eavesdroppers? As <laughs> if there's somebody at your door with a cup listening to all the yeah. packets that your wireless routers are sending out. Okay, A, don't broadcast the SSID. B, use encryption. C, only let known computers connect to your access point. Or D, all of the above. Oh, I was going to say, I hope there isn't all of the above, because after B, I was going to say it has to be all of the above. Yes, all of the above. All of them. And also unplug it from the mains and the internet pipe. Well, that is the correct answer, except not broadcasting the SSID is actually quite a bad idea, because it means that your laptop goes around spamming your SSID at everyone all the time, because it's trying to find out whether or not it's around. Good news. Oh, good. You've received an email that says you've won the lottery. Fuck yeah. You didn't win the top prize. Oh. But you have won 50,000 euros. Not to be sniffed at. What should you do? Should you A, delete it, or B, immediately call the number to claim your prize? Well, I'm not going to delete it, am I? That's insane. Yeah, of course you phone the number. Yeah. You don't reply to it because they put you on a list of of mugs, but if you phone them up, then you can't be scammed. You can't scam somebody over the phone. I don't understand why they'd even put that in there. It's so obvious. So what what do they reckon the answer is then? They reckon you should delete it immediately. Nutters! That's why they're writing shitty quizzes for websites and not off on the Caribbean somewhere enjoying a holiday. On a big fucking yacht, yeah. Exactly. Or maybe they are sitting on a big fucking yacht because they've taken all of our winnings. Quite possible. They're going through your your trash folder, them pricks. Who's, who made this? Uh, get safe online. I will find out the about us. Is it a government thing, or is it just uh, some uh, concerned citizens? It's a registered charity. Okay, so, what is spyware? A, it makes downloading images from emails safe. (laughs) B, virus-like software that sends your private data to crooks. Or C, hidden webcams or closed-circuit TV cameras. (laughs) I uh, I love the word crook. Yeah, there's some really weird language used in this quiz. Like the thing about web, some websites being badens. Uh, yeah, whatever, I don't know, I forgot the options again, but uh, A. Makes downloading images from email safe. Oh, no, that was the wrong one. Damn it. Turns out it's actually nasty stuff that sends your, your personal information to crooks. Bloody crooks. Okay, what does a firewall do? Does it A, remove viruses from your computer, B, make sure that any peripherals you plug into your computer don't damage it, and C, Prevents outsiders from connecting to your computer over the internet. Well, I'm going to go off-piste, and I'm going to say it is the barrier between the engine and the passenger compartment in a car. It's a trick question. That's hidden option D, and yes, you are right. Yeah! That was designed to catch out anybody who wasn't paying attention. Mm. Final question. You ready for this? This will help determine whether or not you are safe online. Mm, Now I'm ready. Who is responsible for making sure your computer is safe online? Government. A, your internet service provider. Oh. Is it B, the people who made it, or is it C, you? I'm not responsible for anything I do, so... Yeah, it's true. You've got that statement from the court saying that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not allowed to uh, take responsibility for any important decisions in my life, so A and or B. Apparently, it is you. They don't know anything about you. Shit. Um, apparently you don't get a police escort every time you go to the shops to buy a loaf of bread. I do. Yeah. Well, I say escort, they chase me. Um, apparently your driving instructor doesn't come with you every time you go on the motorway. He does if he's in the boot. <laughs> um, apparently it's the same with your computer. Your computer does not come with you every time you go on the motorway. This quiz is useless. Yeah. I'm going to write a strongly worded letter of complaint 
and then put it in an email and send it to a Nigerian scammer, and he will, I'll presumably have to pay him some legal fees, but he will get this sorted. Fantastic. Right, well, we've successfully established that nothing of worth, other than the fact that that quiz isn't particularly good. No. Did it it ever ask for you to apply common sense to any scenario? Not really. Oh, well, that's probably where they're missing out, then. Yeah. I find common sense helps. See, I I tend to find that if you've got a quiz on a staying safe online website that teaches you how to stay safe online, then the kind of people who are going to websites about how to stay safe online probably don't need to complete a quiz on how to do it. Yeah, you would have thought so. Is it uh, HTTPS? Uh, It is, actually. Oh, well, fair enough. They've got that then. There was, um, I can't remember which website it was, but it was a UK government password strength validator that you had to put in your password and click OK, and then it put the password in clear text in the URL to go onto the next page to tell you how secure it was. That was this website when it first launched. Amazing. They had a password checker that just put your password as as an unsecured HTTP post. Yes, well, it was very secure. Well done. Not anymore. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, right. Now that we've uh, cleared up internet security for everybody forever, I, I just wanted to make a quick mention. Um, I don't know whether or not you saw the uh, League Cup results on Tuesday. I, I saw that Manchester United got bummed. They they got quite quite badly beaten. The only problem with that is, as much as I enjoyed that, I still hate MK Dons. So, is there any particular reason that you hate MK Dons? Yeah, because they used to be Wimbledon. They just fucking upped and left. And God, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, we can't support MK Dons. MK Dons are the, everything that is wrong with modern sport, more so than Manchester United. You, so It's the American thing of just, like, buying a team and then, like, transplanting them to another city. Yeah, so as as much schadenfreude as I took See, out of Manchester United losing 4-0 to a lower league team, it's still MK Dons. I still can't take any satisfaction from them winning anything i want them that's to kind of, that's that's ruined my satisfaction now <laughs> i'm sorry i took the edge off that one for you yeah. but um no fuck them oh, okay well that's 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 ruined that for me hmm. oh well I, I i have been playing a fun little game this week um which is called invisible ink um and is a turn-based stealth game Oh, so it's a computer um, game. It's not just a game you've been playing around. No, in the no, house. not like just. No, I didn't just make up a game and like play it on my own in the house uh, yeah. while I was bored. And it took me several days to realise that the name was quite a clever, clever pun, um, as it is Invisible Ink, as in Incorporated, but obviously uh, and also read as Invisible Ink. Nice. Yeah, I, I I felt fairly stupid when I suddenly realised that. Um, but it's flats can't even spell ink. Exactly. But it's quite good fun. It's kind of a bit XCOM-y in terms of like its its perspective and, and it being turn-based and tactical and the rest of it, except it's more focused on not killing people um, yeah. and not aliens either, which, yeah. you know, makes it easier not to kill them. Um, but it's about, it's a it's stealth, so it's sneaking around like corporate buildings, nicking stuff, occasionally brutally incapacitating guards and then standing on them so that they don't regain consciousness and and then trying to get out to an elevator um it's all procedurally generated so every time it's it's completely random which does unfortunately lead to some really awkward situations where it's completely impossible to uh, get through some bits without getting caught um it's really good fun it's um i think it's about it's, it's, in, it's in early access which i don't normally approve of but um i'm kind of more flexible on it when it's not story driven games 
because I kind yeah. of feel like you can buy them and then you can play them a bit and then come back when they get updated and play them a bit again. Yeah. And you're not playing the same thing over and over again. Whereas, like, I'd never want to play, like, an early access RPG or something because you play through the story and then, well, mm. you do when the update comes out, well, I'll just start again and play through, like, five hours of story that I've already played through. Yeah, I don't really get the whole early access thing. I don't feel that I want to pay money for something that isn't finished and... The problem is I, I want to play a game through and then not pick it up again. So it's similar, to, like you say, with RPGs, you wouldn't want to do an early access one. But but if by the time I finish the game, if they come back a few months later and say they've updated it, I sort of think, oh, well, I'm done with that. It's the same with DLC. I've, I've bought an expansion pack, I think, for Fable 2. I bought it as soon as it came out because I thought, yeah, that was a really good, fun game I used to play. I, well, you know, a few months ago I finished, and that will open it up and I can play a bit more. And I didn't even go to the island that it took you to. Yeah, I mean, that is the thing. I, I have to say, I do agree. And, like, I, I find it difficult to go back to things if they are, like, fairly linear. And, I mean, that's why I like this. And then the other one, the, the only other early access game I've really played extensively is uh, Prison Architect. Yeah, because I, I heard you banging on about it, and um, a guy from work likes it as well. And I went on to Steam to have a look at it, and I saw it as early access, and thought, oh, no. Because it's still 20 quid, isn't it? And I think, well, It is. I mean, to be fair, it goes on sale fairly often. But, I mean, oh, it right, is, like, it is, it's, it's, it's functional. Like, it's not complete, but it's, like, it works, and it's playable, and you can do kind of most of the stuff you want to do with it. And because it's a, a sim game, and it's, you know, a management game, you can just play it. You can drop in and out and just kind of play it for a bit, leave it, come back in the next. They're updating it monthly, like pretty reliably. And it just means because it's kind of completely freeform sandboxy, you can just kind of drop back into it without that kind of whole, oh, God, I can't remember where I was and what I was doing and all the rest of it that comes with something that's more story driven. Um, but, yeah, normally I wouldn't wouldn't want to uh, to, to do them. It's uh, 12 quid, Invisible Ink. It's from um, Clay, who are the guys who did Mark of the Ninja and Don't Starve. Um, I don't know if you play either of those. Um, they both means nothing to me. Yeah, I don't really have the time for games at the moment, so and not indie games. I think there's a lot of good stuff there, but you've got to wade through a fair amount of cack, and I just haven't got the time to dedicate to to that to the cack wading. No, I, I tend to kind of try and hope that say you know two or three of the podcasts that i listen to will all recommend one game and then i can kind of give that a bit more attention and maybe consider playing it because you're right otherwise there's just so much stuff and i mean steam especially has become so bad because they've allowed people to like republish old games on it so oh, really? like half of the new releases are just like vast swathes of like early 2000s hidden object games and yeah. Like all the rest of it, and they all show up as new releases because they're new on Steam, but they're like you know 10 years old and they don't run properly and they're a bag of shit. It's like I've kind of given up with things like the various indie bundles because it's like, well, now I've got 10 games that I'm not sure I'll ever play. Um, and okay, it only cost me three quid, but still pointless if I'm never going to play them. I've got to the last mission on Watch Dogs, is the last game I've played, and oh, I can't be bothered. I can't even be bothered to put the disc in the tray to load it. I've got to go <laughs> free my sister or some shit. It was, I don't know. I, I bought into the whole hype, and it, it was a it was a genuinely interesting concept, being able to hack into the city and, and you know in practice you just you press a button and make a door open, but from the other side of the room, it's not. There's nothing interesting about the game. The character is. Is one of the blandest characters I can remember from any 
sandbox game. Well, he's he's a generic Ubisoft protagonist, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. And I yeah, just I don't know. It was quite fun to start with, but then I thought, yeah, I just got to the point where I thought I'm just chipping away at this. It's just the classic Assassin's Creed thing that you just got to chip away at so many side missions that you think. Why? So, oh, it will say 20 out of 20 on these side missions. I think, oh, well, bollocks this, and I'm going to do something that's enjoyable. So I downloaded Injustice and uh, beat shit out of some superheroes. Which, you know, why wouldn't you? See, I, I, I dodged Watch Dogs because I would have got it on the PC, and I know that Ubisoft have a phenomenally bad track record of shitty PC versions of games. So I thought I'd wait until after it was released to make sure that the launch wasn't a complete and utter fucking disaster. Um, turns out the launch was a complete and utter fucking disaster and it didn't work properly and crashed all the time and had terrible performance. And then kind of everyone started saying, well, it's all right, but it's just kind of Assassin's Creed with hacking. Um, yeah, pretty much. I was kind of like, well, kind of done with Assassin's Creed. Yeah, they're still churning them out, aren't they? Well, there's a new one coming out uh, where you can be French. Great. With no women. There weren't any women in France. No. Um, apparently it's really, really difficult to model tits. Mm, um, yeah. It just uses all the RAM. Um, the Xbox One, like, they'd have had to drop it to, like, 640 by 480. Yeah, maybe in the next generation. No, it's just, it's a pipe dream. The simple fact is that computers are never going to be powerful enough to model both men and women in the same game. No. No, absolutely not. And so, I mean, they could have they could have just put in female characters and not male. That's not realistic. No, exactly. And they'd be exposing the uh, feminist Illuminati, and the whole conspiracy would uh, would be revealed. And that's they they thrive on the the secrecy. Like, do you really think if you went to Revolutionary France that it would just be all women? No, of course not. That's stupid. It was all men. That's what we know. That's what history has taught us. History has taught us anything. And let's be honest, it's taught me very little. It's that the French Revolution was just men. Just a big cock fest, wasn't it? Pretty much. Loads of French dicks all waving around in your eyes and ears. Well, I must have missed that lesson. Yeah. Maybe that was uh, that was just my uh, my private tutor. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't pay much attention to history, to be fair. So you might be right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just I this, I just don't see. I mean, the last Assassin's Creed was supposed to be good because you could be a pirate. But that was more because you could be a pirate rather than because of any of the assassinating bits. I could go to Somalia and be a pirate if I wanted to. It's, you it's could. Not. That's quite dangerous, though. It's quite quite a lot more dangerous and probably a lot more expensive than playing Assassin's Creed. If I went and became a Somalian pirate, I'd get my, my loot and my plunder. That's true. It'd be real money. Yeah, I can see yeah. the advantages, certainly. Yeah, so I would recommend um, a life of piracy on the high seas rather than playing... Well, anything. I'd probably recommend that over anything else. I think that's probably more... Have you seen Captain Phillips with uh, Tom Hanks? I haven't, no. So it's quite good. That's all about mm. Smiley Pirates. That's why I came on to Oh, that. yes. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, it's a true story. Tom Hanks was a Smiley Pirate. That's right. And uh, I did watch it, and I've just realised I can't remember anything that happens. That good, eh? <laughs> yeah. But it was... Uh, yeah. There's Tom Hanks in it. It's, it's bound to be good. Maybe I'll watch that again and review it next week. Excellent. Just to, just, to, just a few add-ons to your review this week yeah. of a film with Tom Hanks as a smiley pirate where something happens. There's a lot of shouting um, <laughs> and quite a lot of water. I think it was good. I don't know. I'm now questioning myself and thinking, am I just so blinded by Tom Hanks that actually it was rubbish and I'm just assuming it was good? I think it was. I don't know. I'll put it on now. We can uh, We can 
I can stream it to you. We could uh, do a director's commentary if you want. Uh, you can do. I imagine it would be quite difficult for me to watch at that resolution. But uh, yeah, I've also the director's commentary would just be here's a bit on a boat and they've got some guns out. Well, also as neither of us directed the film, it wouldn't technically be a director's commentary. Oh, is that what that means? So it's the actual director. That's the point. Oh, I thought that was just what it was called. That uh, is what it's called, but for that reason. Oh. It suddenly all becomes clear. Moving swiftly on from films that you don't remember anything about. Hmm. Um, have you done anything vaguely interesting this week? Um, no. <laughs> was it that surprising that I have not done anything interesting in the last three weeks that you had to choke on your coffee? <coughs> I'm not cutting any of this out. I'm leaving a whole lot in. Thank you. Oh, Christ. Right. Okay. I might even repeat it at the end. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Yeah, oh, no, I haven't. Oh, yeah, following up from my feature about stalking my neighbour, uh, we didn't go to the beer festival because my house flooded uh, the day before oh, yes. it was on. Yes, yeah, so I saw the photos. Yes, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> we went out for our tea. We went to, there's a big fucker called Xscape. Uh, near me, which is a uh, ski slope and lots of stuff. And anyway, there's restaurants and that. And we went there for dinner and we came out and it started pissing with rain just before we got in. And we came out and the car park was under about a foot of water. Jesus. Uh, so we had to wade back to the car to get back. And we thought, oh, that's really funny. It's just raining a lot, isn't it? And we got home and the basement was under six inches of water. And we thought, oh, well, that's not as funny. Um, and the insurance, still don't know what's happening with it. So it was three weeks ago. A man came out the following week. He was meant to submit a report to because the insurance engaged this claims management company, who then engaged a surveyor to come and check it all out. So he had to send them a report back. It took him a week, because I assume because he's a fucking dunce or something. Um, and then I phoned them up. Well, they they said on Friday, yeah, it's been sent off to insurer. They'll okay it, and then you'll get your money, or you know, we'll sort out the work or whatever. Phone him up today. Oh no, we, we haven't sent it yet. Like, Fuck's sake. So yeah, in the last three weeks just been arguing with incompetent twats basically. So yeah, personally, no, nothing of any interest really. But uh, what about you? Uh, I've I've finished working for a bit. Um, I I finished my contract um, that I was working, and so I've had the last two weeks off, uh, which has been nice. Um, but have had the uh, joy of dealing with a employment agency that I was working through for this job who have failed to pay me on time three months in a row um, and are going for the record with a fourth month that I suspect they will fail to pay me on time come tomorrow, which is a remarkable achievement considering that their only real job is to pay me money when I submit my invoices at the end of the month. And take a cut. Yes, obviously. Um, but I don't, I don't get to see what cut they're taking. Um, I'm assuming it's substantial, um, but they don't care because they get that cut even if they don't pay me on time. Well, they get more if they don't pay you. Yeah. That's fair enough, really. Should we go around there and menace them? Uh, we could do, but they're based in India. Right. Oh. They've got an office in London. We could go and throw eggs. We could. London, not India. I'm not, I'm not going to India just to throw some eggs. Okay, that's that's all right. Our friend Hayden is going to India, I think, like next week or something. Yeah, he is, isn't he? He could uh, he could pop by and throw some eggs. Excellent. I'll drop him an email. Yeah. Do they have eggs in India? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've had a curry with eggs in. Yeah. They're egg, they're egg fried rice. No, that's Chinese racist. Oh yeah. 
Well, no, um, what do you call it? Um, what's the Indian rice with egg in it? There isn't one. You made that up. No, I didn't. There's no egg rice in India. Yeah, there is. Listen to the words you're saying. That's just it's mental. I don't put egg in rice in India. That's insane. I've had it in a curry house. It must be real. I've had uh, a curry with cheese in it once. Well, then, there you go. Proves my point. Fair play. I'll give you that. Uh, cheese and eggs, same thing, in it. Yeah, they, they they come from animals. So yeah, I I, I can I can arrange some egg throwing. That might make me feel better. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I'm now now gainfully unemployed again. Um. Which has has given me plenty of time to dick around. Wank. Yes. Banging away like a little monkey. Pretty much. I it's why I'm very tired. And why your bicep on your left arm is three times the size of your right. Yes. I'm left-handed, just for people who... The bicep isn't really deployed in... If you're doing it wrong... You'd have to be really <laughs> fucking going for it to to involve the bicep in that. I mean, yeah, it's much more of a wrist wrist action. What's the what's the calf muscle on the arm called? Not, I, I know it's not a calf muscle, but you know like the equivalent of your leg calf muscle? The forearm muscle, what's um, that? That's the calf of the arm, isn't it? I don't know. You'd have to ask my brother. He could tell you. Okay. Well, that's the one that would get big from wanking, not the the biceps wouldn't. Um, okay. So we've established that you've done nothing other than have your basement flooded, which is much more of a passive action rather than really doing anything. Yeah, I pretty much just stood at the top of the stairs and tutted. And I have not got a job anymore. So, you know, it's, it's, it's good all round. I did sort of uh, talk to my neighbour, though, that I wanted to be friends with. And uh, it's really weird. The day after we recorded that podcast, uh, we all just like sat out because it was a warm evening. And so we went after our dinner, we went, sat outside, opened a bottle of wine. And uh, all the other neighbours came out as well. And we just had a nice chat and arranged to go to the pub at some point in the future, uh, an unspecified date. So uh, didn't need your help. Well, I was going to say, did, did our like role play sessions not help out at all? Well, it, I didn't mention that I was going to go through his bins, which I probably would have done if I hadn't had that advance warning. Exactly. So, yeah, you yeah. see? It did yeah. help. Played, it played its part. Excellent. Well, I'm glad I could be of some little service, hmm. um, if nothing else. Right, well, I think that kind of covers everything that, that I've done and have thought about, because I don't think about very much, uh, as you well know. So what about, what about the world? What happened in the world? Um, it was all very depressing, I believe. Yeah. Robin Williams was very sad news. When Philip Seymour Hoffman died earlier this year, and I read the news and thought, oh, that's a shame. I've seen him in a couple of films. He was pretty good. And But it just sort of, you know, it's water off the duck's back. And uh, Richard Attenborough the other day, it was like, well, he's 90, he's old. That's you know sad for his family. But Robin Williams just completely caught me by surprise. When we were growing up, I mean, Robin Williams' films were, were a staple of big blockbuster comedies. That was, it was, it was Robin Williams. And, um, and I mean, you know, his... Mork and Mindy was constantly repeated on Channel 4, like, endlessly. It's always weird to see that kind of thing happen. And, and I mean, like, from my point of view, he kind of disappeared. Like, I, I mean, I'd seen him, like, periodically appear on, on like, you know, talk shows and stuff and advertising whatever he was doing. But, like, I, had, I hadn't seen anything with him in it consciously for, for quite a while. Just to, I mean, I, I didn't know that he'd had troubles with addiction or anything like that. And to, to know that, you know, in, in interviews or anything like that, I mean, you, you kind of, you know, it's clearly the the wacky personality and stuff is is clearly yes, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that's not a, a natural part of his character. But to find out that he was, you know, he had, he had that much trouble with depression, he was, you know, he was just a, a very sad way for his life to end. It was, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it upset me a bit. But 
I was, I was sort of thinking about his films, and we watched um, Dead Poet Society um, that evening because I mean that's one of his best performances, sort of in a in a straight role. But one of the other ones that doesn't really get um, the credit it deserves. Have you seen One Hour Photo? I haven't. It's it's a really really creepy film. Really really great creepy performance from Rob Williams. Um, he he works in this photo lab. And um, he sort of, you know, he's he's unhinged and he kind of gets obsessed with all the customers who bring in their photos and he like takes pictures of their families and like thinks of them as his family and stuff. And he starts stalking this woman. It's a really, really unsettling performance, but absolutely brilliant. So I'd, I would recommend people watch that one as a as one. That it, I think one of his standout performances is Mrs. Doubtfire, which is sounds like I'm being flippant, but it's got the kind of you know the wacky madcap slapstick comedy that that he was known for also i think it's got one of the most touching emotional performances he ever delivered was uh you know when he was explaining that he was just he, he just wanted to see his kids i think that was uh yeah that was that was incredible so it sort of had both both ends in that but yeah it's just a, a very very sad news uh and very you know very surprising sad news just came out of nowhere so uh somewhat made worse by the like unbelievably dick baggery behavior that came out from everybody on the internet and harassed his daughter well i mean the the there was somebody like the people posting screenshots i think it was cnn um who had like you know front page story about it saying you know and his family have requested their privacy in this difficult time uh, with a fucking banner across the top of like live footage live aerial footage of robin williams house yeah it's like jesus christ people it's horrifying. And and then, like as I said, the behaviour of people on the internet. Like, I, I don't... I, I, I mean, it's one of those things, it's difficult to put yourself in the position of somebody who behaves like that because it's something that you would never do. But, like, everyone keeps trying to excuse people's behaviour when they do these horrible things. Like, there's been all kinds of shit this week because of this shitstorm that's blown up in, in, like, the indie gaming community about one female developer that's kind of snowballed into this whole another, you know, misogyny in gaming and all the rest of it. And all these people are trying to excuse it, like, oh, well, they're just, they're just like, you know, there's like teenager kids, they don't know what they're doing, they don't appreciate the, the damage it's caused. You know, these people are making, like, death and rape threats. Yeah. I was 13. I would never have thought that was okay to do as a thing. No. Uh... Like, and I, I've been through, like, you know, I can quite easily put myself in various points in my life in this category of, like, kind of being, like, alone and isolated and a bit angry at the world. And I never thought I'm going to make myself feel better by sending death threats to some women. Yeah. I just I can't comprehend what would possess people to do these things and think that it's okay or funny or a good idea. It does sort of feel like the world has gone to shit over the last couple of months, more so than the last you know the last few years. But everything's going on in Gaza and going on in Iraq and. you know, the stuff that's going on in Ferguson in the US. Stuff know. that's going on in the Ukraine, which is now, as I said again, with Russia going, no, no, our troops just got lost and wandered into eastern Ukraine and they weren't there intentionally. Like, really? It is. It's really depressing. You think, is it just like, is it really that bad? Are you just like focusing on the bad things and thinking, that oh, this must be worse than it's ever been? I know the news, uh, you know, that's what they do is they're, they're going to focus on the negative and the dramatic because that's their purpose. But it does sort of feel like it's been disproportionately, uh, you know, just a shitstorm over the last couple of couple of weeks. So I don't know if that's uh, 
I haven't, I haven't done any research. I haven't done a control, but it does seem uh, does seem basically all fucked. And uh, what can you do? The only thing that it, there has been, you know, a, a slight ray of, of hope in all of it has been the, uh, admittedly now starting to get on my tits a bit, but still periodically entertaining ice bucket challenge videos that various celebrities and semi-celebrities and random people have been posting. And most of them are just kind of, okay, it's funny watching a celebrity get freezing cold water poured all over them. Um, but it's nice when people actually put some effort in. Um and like do something a bit different. My wife did it the other day, but um, nobody's challenged me yet. So, but have you seen uh, Macmillan have jumped on the bandwagon? That that is that's shitty. You see on their Facebook page, and they're they're promoting it as well. That's that's the thing. Like, if people want to donate money to Macmillan, they should absolutely feel entitled to do so. But Macmillan are are paying to promote. Yeah, they basically hijacked another charities. And they say, well, it wasn't actually started for ALS. We've been seeing it, you know, going back to the middle of June in New Zealand. It's, ALS kind of came onto this after it started. Okay, okay, that's fine. But people clearly identify it with ALS. So for you to come and say, do it for us instead, that it, it leaves a very sour taste. Yeah, absolutely. The only reason anyone knows about it really is because of the ALS charity drive. Yeah, exactly. And so, but Macmillan uh, released a statement saying, well, we missed out on the. Uh, on the no makeup selfie um, thing that, that happened on, earlier on this this year, where what, so we didn't fuck it. over one charity, so we thought we had to make a special effort to fuck this <laughs> exactly. one. It's like, oh well, we didn't jump on that bandwagon, so we're going to fucking make sure we jump on this bastard. It is, it is one of the problems that char- like big charities have is that it's very easy for them to eclipse smaller, just as worthwhile charities because yeah, yeah. everyone's heard of them and they know, like everyone's heard of Macmillan. Like yeah. most people haven't heard of ALS because it's not known as ALS outside the US. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Can you believe that uh, Stephen Hawking won't do it? <laughs> he, he said he won't do it. And he said, the money's for you, you bastard. Come on, you fucking robot, man. Do it. probably quite dangerous. Oh, yeah. No, he must be waterproof. He must have invented the technology to make all of his uh, computer shit waterproof by now. You'd think so. Then again, mate, to be fair, he's, he's kind of much more of you know, a blue sky thinking big picture kind of guy. Uh, he's probably been working on other stuff. You know, betterment of humankind and all that bullshit. Yeah. Fucking do gooder. So yes, I I have not been nominated, but I have enjoyed watching some of the more creative, um, creative videos that have been done for it. If I do get nominated, uh, I know where to point my uh, my icy fingers. I, I'd kind of be disappointed if you didn't. I'd feel I'd feel left out. Um, I'd actually I'd have to like find some way of actually recording it because I'd be bugging from being on a phone camera. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, I might do it on a phone camera and then just take make sure that I video it in portrait just to piss people off. At some point, mankind is just going to have to give in and say, right, from now on, all content is portrait. We're just going to have to all rotate our TVs. Yeah, rotate your monitor by 90 degrees. And say, sorry, guys, landscape screens are out, portraits are in, there's just too much. Only there. way to view all these selfies. Yeah, Hollywood will have to produce cinema. <laughs> cinema incredibly four tall. Stories high. But you could, uh, you could use the IMAX, but split it into four different screens, because it'd be so narrow. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a depressing trend. Um, although, have you seen Apple are doing a big announcement um, on the 9th of September? Yeah, more of the same. I'll buy it because I'm an idiot, but what can you do? I won't because I don't have any Apple products or any particular desire to own any. Yeah, you should get an iPhone 6 like a cool kid. Your street cred will go through the roof. It would, um, which isn't hard, but... I, I could do with a, a new phone. I, I'm just waiting because I want to see what the new, um, like, what the new Nexus phone ends up being. Um, I just apparently the rumour is it's going to be, and I 
can't believe I'm going to use this word and I will never use it again, but it's going to be a fablet. Oh, we've got to stop being friends and never see each other again now. Sorry, that was that was my trigger word. Yeah, sorry about that. But yeah, they reckon it's going to be like a, a nine inch phone slash tablet. Do you remember when the XDA came out? No, uh, vaguely. Go to Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The 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 fucking ridiculous thing that like every time you saw anybody using it, you just thought you look like a complete idiot making a phone call on that. Yeah, yeah. And then there was the Nokia Engage. Yeah. With the side talking. Um, and you thought, surely by this point they've learned this is a stupid idea for a phone. Yeah. And then the kind of the Galaxy Note was like, well, do people really use it as a phone? And it's like, yeah, I've seen people use it as a phone, and they look stupid. Yeah. And so now people seem to think it's a good idea to have like, let's have like a six or seven inch phone. Yeah. That you can't fit in your pocket. The new iPhone apparently is going to come out in two editions, like a four and a half and a five and a half or something, and uh I don't know. I don't really want a bigger phone. I've got an I've got an iPad. If I want a bigger yeah, screen, that's they, fine. They it's not a, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. I want a thing that makes phone calls and it's like that it's comfortable to hold. I don't want somewhere I have to use both hands to hold it up to the side of my head for like twenty yeah. minutes. Um, so are you going to lose your shit over the iWatch? Uh, I doubt it very much. Mm. In principle, I think smartwatches are a very good idea, but not at the price point and not. With, I mean, like Samsung especially just are trying to make it a phone, but it goes on your wrist. And you know, you, you've sort of missed the point of what what they could be good for. And it would be if you get a message, you just you view it on your wrist and then you think, oh yeah, I'll respond to that later. You don't want to have to, you don't want apps on your wrist. That's stupid. But in principle, I think if a if a you know if a iWatch or you know what what's the Google one the Google Wear or whatever. Yes. Yeah, you know, in theory they could be pretty good in a couple of generations. Yeah, um, have you seen the LG one, the one that's actually a circular? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it looks like a watch that's got some functions and it links up to that's, your phone. That's, that's, that's kind of what I want. Basically, what I want is like the the the, the now version of the Casio calculator watch. Yeah, that'll do. You like that's what you wanted as a kid was a calculator watch because it's awesome because it was a watch that you could like use the calculator. I do want to be able to speak into it like a spy though. Yes. That's my one stipulation. I have to be able to speak into it. Um, but yeah, like, I like that idea of like basically something that's functionally a watch most of the time. Yeah. But can do like notifications and stuff. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's all you need. Preferably something that's like sub 100 quid. I don't want a bloody 7 megapixel camera on it. I don't want to have to plug it in every day. That's the big problem. It's going to be the battery life. They need something that's like a, like a, a like um, e-paper, you know, the, the e-paper. Yeah, yeah, there's no reason That's it couldn't like, be e-ink. It doesn't have to be colour, does it? Yeah. And, I mean, even if it's colour. Well, like, you get colour e-ink, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just so that it can do the what, you can do the clock, and that's fine, yeah. and it can do the notifications. It doesn't need to be, like, anything fancy. Um, you know, just a basic, basic, you know, and to be fair, I wouldn't even care if it's not touchscreen, as long as it's, like, convenient button. Yeah, yeah fair enough, yeah. But I don't want to have to put my fucking watch on to charge every night. Silly, isn't it? Along with my phone. It's bad enough I have to do it with my phone. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I'm sure it'll come. Like it, they're just in that kind of teething stage now, where they are basically just small phones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they'll they'll get it. They'll figure it out. And uh, I dare say it will be when Apple enter the market that everyone will suddenly think, oh, actually, yes, I do want this. I'm just not convinced that Apple can actually like magically fix the problems with their first iteration. Well, no, no, no. They won't be better, but people will suddenly want it. Well, yes, that's and true. And then. A couple of generations after that, people will want it, and they'll say, "But I also want it to be good." 
That's uh, yes. oh no, that's, that's the cycle of things, isn't it? The technology's there. Apple does it. Everyone wants it, and then it gets good after. Yeah, and it helps Apple always release the stuff immediately, so people can just go and buy it before they have time to think about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. Mm. It'll be interesting to see if they actually announce anything like substantial um, with their their big announcement. Whether it's just like, oh look, we've got a watch and a new iPhone, or whether there's actually something interesting to come out of it. I think. I mean, with phone announcements nothing's going to surprise us now for a long time. I think phones have kind of got to the point where, you know, they're doing everything they're likely to need to do. Oh, it's 64 bits. Oh, who cares? It's not like when the, you know, when smartphones were first announced and people suddenly realized that you had a computer you could carry around that could do anything you could do on your desktop. That was revolutionary, but you're not going to get a revolution of that in, in phones now because Amazon tried their 3d phone and it's a load of shite. They've sold. Did you know they've sold thirty to five thousand units? Jesus, that's it. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, they're keeping that quiet. <laughs> I think they're just going to deny all knowledge and say, no, we never did a phone. No. But, I mean, to be fair, like, who wants a three D phone? Like, what, what does, what purpose does it serve that a two D phone doesn't? Like, how often do you look at your phone and go, I wish I could see this in three D? I mean, as it turns out, we the third dimension is probably uh, not real anyway. So, uh, well, this is true. All these these scientists saying we're a, a hologram or something. I had a bit of a read about that thing with you know the the holographic experiment they're doing to see if uh, the universe is a projection. And I read the the newspaper reports on the BBC and thought this is a little bit simplistic. I'd like a bit more depth. So I went onto the actual website and my brain hurt for about an hour afterwards. So I could do with a happy medium, I think. Yeah, that is, that is the problem. It's like you get like a, a fluff newspaper piece that links directly to the paper. It was published in the scientific yeah. journal. It's like, can somebody please just simplify this a little bit for me, please? Yeah. So we might be a, uh, just a hologram, but if we are, it doesn't make any difference. So just leave it alone, scientists. Yeah, I mean, honestly, what are they doing? Just wasting time trying to discover things about the universe. Yeah. They could be doing important things like making decent smartwatches. Exactly. That's what CERN should be used for. Making smartwatches. Yeah, I don't know how that would. Uh, I'm sure they could. I'm sure they, they could, could collide smartwatches at near the speed of light. Uh, apparently, the uh, ALS Association is filing to trademark the term "ice bucket challenge." Oh well, they can go fuck themselves as well now. That's silly. Yep. Um, yeah. Apparently, it has raised ninety-five million dollars since July 29th, compared to just three million dollars during the same period last year. Well, fair enough then, really. So it seems to have done quite a good job then. I would say so, yeah. Um, it's like, what's that, 35 times as much money? It's amazing how effective just raising awareness of these things are and suddenly people are like, oh, I should probably donate to that. Yeah, absolutely. Although it did take me about a month to work out what ALS was. I didn't yes. have no idea what ALS was. And, oh, right, most neurons is fine. Why don't you say so? Um, yeah, it's one of those problems that, the, the, like, I didn't I know concept of what it was at all. And it's just one of those sort of weird lost in translation things that... Yeah. I'm not going to look it up. Americans. I'm not a performing monkey. I'm just, I'm just going to start looking stuff up because somebody said so on the internet. Um, okay, well, that's fine. I'll just have to chuck a bucket of ice over myself at some point if anyone nominates me. Um, although, to be fair, I think just very cold water is probably a better idea because a bucket full of ice is likely to, I don't know, probably give me a concussion or something. Oh. No, my luck. Well, I'm not going to bother nominating you then, then. 
That's, no. uh, that's killed that so idea. The only reason you were going to do it is... I was going to chuck a massive four-litre block of ice at you. Fair enough. To be fair, you just a bucket that is just... You just free, stick the bucket in the freezer yeah. and then just turn it upside down and drop it on somebody. I would donate money every time I watched that, let alone doing it. That's, that would be hilarious. Hilarious and probably fatal. Yes, as yeah. all the best things are. Right, I think we've probably exhausted everything that we have to talk about. Um, I think we probably did that a while ago, but it's never stopped us before. No. Um, so, with that, I think we shall draw episode four to a close. Um, it's four episodes more than I thought we'd achieve. It's not bad, is it? It's, well, I don't know. It's quite bad. <laughs> it's not terrible, but it could be worse. Yeah. No, um, to be fair, I don't think it's terrible. No, it's it's definitely. Not. I, I had positive feedback yeah. from from people. So uh, yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not very good, but it it is surprisingly not shit. It's so getting I, there. I'm happy with that. Like it's developing well. Yeah, our eighteen uh, our eighteen episode target for doing something good, I think, is uh, achievable. Definitely. And then we can monetize. Yes. Or we could try and get bought out by Google or Amazon. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Because I mean that that's that's the dream, isn't it? You, you develop a successful property, you get to the point where you're just about to start actually making some money, and then you just say, fuck it, that sounds like a lot of work, and you sell yourself to a big company for like a billion dollars. If I ever had the opportunity to sell out on any aspect of anything I do in life, I would take it like a shot. Oh, absolutely. Bye. Bye. was it that surprising that i have not done anything interesting in the last three weeks that you have to choke on your coffee (coughs) i'm not cutting any of this out (laughs) i'm leaving a whole lot in thank you oh christ right i might even repeat it at the end thank you